Hey folks, I'm Will Jarvis, CEO of ValueBase. Welcome to Assessment Matters, a podcast dedicated to exploring the world of mass appraisal. Whether you are a property appraiser, real estate professional, or just interested in the topic, this podcast will provide you with valuable insight and expert perspectives on the latest trends and developments in the field. Well, folks, how are you doing this afternoon? If it was out any better, it'd be a sin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for taking time to come on the show. Do you guys mind giving us uh, each a brief bio and some of the big ideas you're interested in in assessment? Sure. Cesar, you want to start? Sure. Uh, well, Cesar Navarro, and I am the commercial analyst supervisor. I've uh, been with the district uh, going on 16 years now in this field. And as far as topics, uh, I'm pretty much open to any uh, topics to learn more about the, the business. Very cool. How about you, Ismail? I'm Ismail Ramirez Jr. I've been here 19 years now. I began as a residential appraiser, and then I went to um, GIS technician, and then I was the analysis supervisor, and then I don't know what uh, what I deserve to get two departments. Then I was the his position, the analyst commercial real property supervisor, and I'm currently now the appraisal director at the Webb County Appraisal District. Very cool. Very cool. And topics, uh, right now, you know, my favorite topic it's probably evaluation of nursing homes. Really? Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's a tough. It's a tough valuation. Uh, uh, I don't know who's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can you talk about some of the challenges with uh, with valuing nursing homes? Oh uh, well, there's a nursing home has usually skilled nursing, has independent living, and has a uh, dementia department or amnesia. You know. There's those three. And then depending on how much percentage is funded by the government, you have to take that into account also. And expenses are through the roof. Uh, so it's always just a bit of, you know, what's a good cap rate? You know, what's a good expense rate? Right. Uh, what's a good occupancy rate? And it's fluctuated a lot, thanks in part to our boomers. You know, they need a place to stay with their aging right. brains because not all, unfortunately, just, you know, Mankind, humankind, some brains goes to Swiss cheese while others stay provolone. You know, I don't know. It, it is rough. And on top of that, trying to decipher, trying to calculate a business value to deduct <laughs> on top of all of that, that is quite challenging in valuing nursing things. <laughs> I believe it. I, it, sounds, it sounds quite challenging. Um, what have you found has been most helpful in, in solving some of those challenges so far? Good research. Very cool. Very cool. There's a lot of good publications out there. We, but they're expensive too. You got to subscribe and we got to do a lot of research to find good information to get cap rates and uh, to try to, like I said, find a business value to deduct and apply uh, to get about it, to get come to a real property value. <laughs> Right, right. And it can get expensive. Thank God we have the uh, support of our chief appraiser and our board of directors that they know, you know, sometimes you have to do some big expenses to have a reputable valuation with good supporting documentation when it goes to appeals. Definitely. I mean, if, if you don't go if you don't go with supporting documentation for, for appeals, because we do have the preponderance of evidence in Texas. 
that we must, it's kind of like a jury of 12, you're doing a murder charge, you know, all unanimous, you know, everybody has to be convinced. Otherwise, if that one person is not convinced, you know, they'll motion for a lower value. And our board, you know, and I don't mind, yeah, it's a little annoying to us, but whoever motioned for the lowest number, that's who everybody's going to agree with. Makes sense. They won't debate where it should be this and they're like, oh, you're the lowest, go ahead, do the motion. Makes sense. So Makes sense. we're always fighting. Ours is a panel of seven. So we're always, you know, I don't know whoever in the world can convince seven minds. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I, 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 I'm curious. I, what are some of the publications you found most useful for finding research around, you know, solving difficult challenges like, you know, valuing nursing homes, like you mentioned? I'll let him take over. He, I, I used to delegate him to order all those. <laughs> There's one in particular that uh, we just found. It's called the IRR Viewpoint uh, Nursing Homes, and they release one every year. So that's something something rather new that we found, and that, that's become useful in, uh, in evaluation for you know, capitalization rates. And there's another publication that I can't recall at the top of my head right now, um, but it's strictly nursing homes. Viewpoint? Oh, no, the nursing homes. Uh, I can't recall the name. But it's strictly, uh, I mean, it goes in-depth more than we'd ever think existed in nursing home valuation and capitalization right. rights and all that information. I mean, they have uh, lease per square foot, NOI per bed, cap rate for all regions of the United States. Expense Damn rate it. by region, I mean, expense rate by bed, expense rate by square foot. I mean, they have so many breakdowns. That's great. That one is very expensive, though. In fact, oh, yes? they upped it up so much, now we can't afford it. Oh, really? Yes. That's annoying. That's really annoying. Not <laughs> not, not very helpful, right? <laughs> I know. And, and, and such a, I'm going to miss that publication. It was, very, I mean, the research behind it are... It has to be some wild economist to just focus on nursing homes. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> very, I was very impressed. Very cool, very cool. We That's also awesome. We have publications where we have the Texas Hotel Fat Bug. We have the Realty Rates, Realty Rates. <laughs> very cool. Uh, off the top of my head, I can, get, I can get the list for you every wish. We have them all listed. Definitely. Source strategies for hotels. That's a whole other world. Definitely. Can you talk about hotels a little bit? Well, hotels, a little bit easier than nursing homes. Everybody agrees on when it comes to the income approach. Income, uh, vacancy and collections, expenses, NOI, value. No biggies there. We, we always debate the, the, the business value deduction. Um, People who are appealing the, um, the hotel valuation are in the upwards of 30% deduction, while we're somewhere in the 15 to 20% deduction. So that's always a challenge to try. Point of contention. Right. And the difference is millions. Yes. <laughs> yes. And trying to convince a, a, a board of people who are not familiar or, or you know, are not well uh, informed as far as the uh, valuation for hotels, they have to make a decision on what the correct deduction of business value should be. So that, that does get a little <laughs> challenging and uh, trying to explain. And we, 
you know, our side and then their side trying to explain it to the to this panel and um, <laughs> sometimes you just see confusion on their face. <laughs> and both sides have erudite arguments. <laughs> right. Both are convincing. Absolutely. I, I'm curious for you two, what have you found, you know, I, I it sounds like one of the big challenges you face is explaining very complex topics, like in a very simple manner to people who are not necessarily, uh, you know, not ultra familiar with, you know, doing these, you know, more advanced valuation kind of practices. What do you, what have you all found has been super effective at, you know, getting complicated topics across, uh, quickly and effectively. Like my old district of this, uh, chief appraiser used to say, kiss, Keep it simple, stupid. Right. <laughs> he would tell us that. So at, at the end of the day, uh, gosh, I don't even know how to keep it simple. <laughs> it's tough. It, it's, it, it is very tough. How can I? Uh, because even when we try to explain as, as simple as possible, uh, they, they, this panel just can't wrap their head around as to why this deduction needs to uh, be applied to begin with. And we, I mean, we, we can only explain so many ways, and sometimes they, they just it's they're just not familiar. They they just can't uh, grasp. I, I remember one time, for example, you know, we had a, a neighborhood of homes, right? And we have our cost. Let's say it's hundred seventy dollars a square foot. That's the cost for that type of home. The co- the original cost that was market. The original cost is about one hundred fifty. So we had to place a modifier over 100 to reach there because of the market. Right. So I had several ARB members. I don't understand how, you know, this is going over, over, you know. But it's because that's the market and this is actual cost. They're like, well, no, it, nothing can be over 100%. That's ludicrous. But next year, okay, I'll just set the cost of the market. And I have to modify everything now. I didn't have a complaint from anybody. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and man. at the end, uh, even though I inflated costs, but we still adjust it to the market, which is that's what we need to do in Texas. Got it. You have to adjust to your market sales. Okay. If it costs 200 and we've been there, you know, in the 2006 bubble crisis. Yeah. It costs $100 to build an average home, but they were selling at 80 you know. Right. And that was quite a markdown. First time we did, I had, that was my first downturn. I had never seen such downward adjustments. <laughs> and to me, I almost cried because 20% down, everybody loves you. Yes. 5% up, everybody hates you. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> and just to gain all that traction back, you know, yep. it was tough. It was a, definitely an uphill battle. Definitely, definitely. That that's a real, real challenge there. I'm curious, guys. Can you talk a little bit about your valuation methodology and how it's evolved over the? So, uh, you know, Ismail, you were you've been here for 16 years. Is that correct? I've been here 19 since I was 16. Okay, very cool. So you guys have been there for for quite a bit. How have you seen you know validation methodologies change over time? Have they been pretty consistent? Uh, what have you guys seen? Well, uh, let's start with, I mean, let's go with a hotel uh, example. At one point, when I first started here, we were using uh, the cost approach. 
to value these hotels. And slowly we started implementing, we're getting information, doing our research, and we switched over to the income approach. So now we're valuing these hotels on an income. So I would say that's one thing that we like slowly started changing, at least within our office. We started with costs and moved over applying the income approach. And uh, I believe we've done pretty well with the income approach. And uh, when they come to appeal, that you know, always, like I stated, business value is the biggest uh, point of contention when it comes to that. right definitely definitely so kind of that switch from cost I, I kind of came in from we had GIS only existed inside the city limits I was a part of okay we need to digitize all the rural land also there was no I mean nobody had done any of that before we had how many paper maps we have? We had stacks and stacks of paper maps. So, oh wow! Probably like for six months in a row, the ownership uh, GIS director, Ravinder Rawat, we came every Saturday. We bought a large wow. scanner that went up to forty-two inches. Some were big. All we did for about six to seven hours, just straight, just scan. Scan, oh my. scan, scan. I mean, it was miles. I wish we could have logged how many miles of scanning we did. Right. That's and amazing. it was a tedious process because to each map, you had to, that scanner was so advanced, you had to adjust it to each map. Definitely. Definitely. So we could get it. And I remember one day I was just so fed up with it. And we had a bunch of maps. There was a Highway 359. And I had done Highway 359, this section. Highway 359, this section. Highway. I mean, I found my 30th name. Finally, I got to put another damn 359 map. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I submitted all my work. And the, the director said he laughed so hard because, you know, he's seeing good description. And he says, what is that? Another damn 359 map. <laughs> he laughed a lot. Never ending. It started from there, and once we got everything to GIS, man, now we can, like on a subdivision, you know, put a gross appraisal per square foot, improvement per square foot, land per square foot, uh, land ratios, improvement classes, land classes. I mean, now we can just display everything on the fly. You know, it's it took us quite a bit somewhere else, and now he's my GIS protege. Uh, I'm cool. teaching him as much as I can, uh, and he's doing great. I mean, I'm glad that we're getting more people involved. You know, GIS here. Uh, there was a handful of people that knew GIS, and now you know we have several. Like in his department, he has two good GIS people and Fredo. But before it was zero. Wow. I came in, and then I started teaching and. ESRI licenses are expensive, but and slowly, right. I mean, going back to the JS, we're slowly moving to we're, we're practically at basically doing spatial analysis. That's what we're at, we're at that point already where we incorporate JS to uh, value our, you know, our, our residential areas uh, using spatial analysis, and it's it's pretty neat. Coming with a uh, having a math background, I just find that fascinating. So. <laughs> That's awesome. really cool. And you have a math background, is that right? Yes, that, that's my uh, that's my degree in uh, 
Very cool. I bet that's quite useful in the field. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> he is my math go-to guy, but that's just one of these degrees. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Many degrees. That's awesome. What else? I just have a biology degree. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. <laughs> you know, if you ever have to value um ag stuff, you know, that, that might come in handy, right? <laughs> that was my backup. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love I it. That's he's, cool. a, he's a math and biology. I'm a business guy, business administration. Yeah. Uh, with a minor in music. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. What, what did you play? Or, do, or play still? Percussion. Most percussion instruments. Very cool. Guitar, I see a guitar back there. I don't play banjo though. Oh yeah, yeah. We we, we got a variety here. <laughs> and in a mariachi, I play the viola. That's a little guitar. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I I'm curious. You know, a lot of people I talk to in the industry uh, have a interesting path to you know assessment and appraisal. How did you guys uh, both come to it originally? <laughs> Mine's a funny story. I was just looking for a job. Yeah. I ended up here and. I saw that there was a lot of, uh, there was, you know, use, using my uh, math, but then I learned about uh, the analyst part. And when I moved over to that department, I had just, I, I was staying because I was a lot of uh, mathematical. Uh, go ahead, go. You know, using a lot of math uh, to do our evaluations. Uh, Definitely. That's how I ended up here. I, I, I just needed a job and then I, I loved it, and I, I decided to stay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And are you from Laredo originally? I am from Laredo originally, yes. Very cool. Very cool. All my That's life. Awesome. All my life. <laughs> love it. Love it. That, that, yes. That's really cool. I, I, I'm i curious. What do you see as, like, the biggest day-to-day challenges you face, you know, working in assessment and, and appraisal? Well, I, I, maybe not day-to-day, but every year uh, with legislation stuff, uh, new uh, legislation comes through, so stuff changes so we got to adapt to all the new legislation or any new uh, uh, requirements uh, we, we got to adapt to that so I think it would be more that would be a, a definitely a challenge or something that we need to make sure that we, we keep uh, uh, up to date with that's cool is it just hard to keep track of uh, all the new changes uh, you know how are you guys even informed about I, I'm just curious about changes in legislation do you just like get the statutes do does anyone like inform what does that look well, like Right. Well, luckily, it's it's every two years we get uh, a, basically a legislative update course. Gotcha. So we get we get a crash course on what got changed, but it's up to us. Once they tell us, okay, this change, this change, we we need you know background information or look more into depth. We gotta go do our you know our research and go look in our tax code, which is pretty thick now. But uh, yeah, uh, we we do get a, a course every two years. Every time there's a legislative uh, change. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Uh, yes. For the audience that might be listening, Ismael is holding up a, a a book of the 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 tax code for this year, and it is it's quite thick. <laughs> it's impressive. It's impressive, Ismael. I I, I just asked this, this question to Cesar. Um, it's around what um, what are the biggest day to day challenges you face as an assessor? You know, working in appraisal. You know what? You're not going to believe these um, turnover. Turnover, really. Turnover. It's assessing is not for everybody. Nobody likes to hear about the mother every other day. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's not. I'm exaggerating, but it's a tough job. You have to evaluate something. You have to go defend it in the ARB. 
Right. Uh, you have to settle with people. Uh, and the number one way to hurt an appraiser's feeling is um, your appraisal sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good. And I always tell people, it's like, you know, I tell everybody, what is 10 plus 10? 20. It's going to say 20. And I tell them, you are wrong. They're shocked. How can you tell me you're wrong? I go, a bad appraisal will say it's between 10 and 30. A better appraisal will be it's between 15, you know, the upper end, 15 and 25. Yeah. A really bad appraisal will say, I tell you, it's between. <laughs> Nine and eleven, you know, like yeah. you need to have a good range. You have to be open too. And we, and another tough part is we, we're a mass appraiser. We evaluate a neighborhood at a time, right? So uh, when we go to economics, uh, statistics, I'm sorry, statistics, you have the normal curve, right? Immediately, half of the population is over it's all on the right side of that curve. I tell players, all this can go over here. You are allowed to adjust that. You know, that's a simple, you will make someone's day. And before uh, past administrations evolving, you know, past administrations were, you need to sell them that's their value. And I was like, no, you know, uh, let's listen to them. Let's let's see what they have. Uh, But I go back to turnover. We train all this, and you know, last year we lost five wow. appraisers, residential. We lost five, and currently we already lost two. <laughs> really? Yeah. How many staff do you have? A lot of training takes three years to become an RPA. Before it was five, so they shortened it to three. And you know, you send them this class. You know, we give them a. We give them a company car, we give them per diem, we give them a hotel, we send them off somewhere. And you spend quite a bit, you know, it's quite a bit of your budget. Yep. And then, well, no, somebody offered me more. I'm like, okay, well, unfortunately, the government is, everything's on the set schedule, set, yeah. you know. So I go, you will make that much once you're an RPA. I can't wait that long. Like, okay, well, I, I can only do so much. Right. So it, it is tough, especially, um, I don't know about, I guess, times nowadays, you know, some people, people have been offering double what we pay, just like come back to us. Really? Is that is that commercial firms or is it other governments? No, no, uh, private, private. Private appraisers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you think, do you see that correcting as the, the housing market kind of comes back down? Yes. So i I th- so I think that's for me. That's a big challenge, you know. And find, just finding someone that sometimes they're great, but those some, you know what? Uh, I had one appraiser who came in the morning, did not show up in the afternoon. <laughs> Half a day was enough to look. This is not for me. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what, do, what do you think makes people successful in the field? Like what what traits or attributes? You guys see and people that, that are able that you know, stick it out, that do a good job for a long time. You really gotta like it, honestly. You really have to you gotta like it. it. And you yes. have to be a stickler for having a correct database. You have to care about your camera system. If you right. don't care about it, whatever, you know, I'm not a dead answer. But there's people who's like 
I mean, they find it measured, triple measuring every length of the house, the commercial, you know, the building. Make sure we have start with proper measurements to get proper square footage, proper classification, proper right. depreciation. I mean, just everything, you know, it has, and it's so tedious because one account has, what, 500 variables maybe? Uh, legal description, lot number, block number, phase. I mean, just everything has to be correct. And if you don't care about things being correct, it's not for you because we have the integrity of the public to uphold. Right. And if we don't uphold, I mean, we're at as it, as it is, as it is, we're at a loss. You know, we, we touch people in their budgets, their pockets, you know, because of our values, they are going to pay taxes. Right. So we try and be as fair as possible, you know, and we have that. And then when you have people that don't care and you go to the ARB and, well, here's a record and the property is half of it's wrong, you know. It's like, oh. it's, it, it, it breaks my heart. I, I felt that person. Right, right. It's, it's something where you really need to have pride in your work to be successful, it sounds like. Do, do you find... Um, and perhaps this is a complaint uh, us older folks always have, but uh, how is the younger generation, you know, as new people enter the field, are they, are they worse than the, the older people? Are they better? Like, what's your sense of that? I think they're a little bit better. They really embrace cool. technology. Well, right. In my department, I, most of the department is roughly the same age. We're about the late um, part of the millennials. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. The, uh, the early part of the millennials, excuse me. So it's there's not that many. Yeah, as far as my department, so I really don't really don't know. Generation X and millennials is your department. Yeah. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but, That's cool. Uh, the older you know, side. So <laughs> we use aerial technology. Right. I don't know you heard of a program called pictometry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Millennials, I mean, oh yeah, it's a great, great user friendly, great GUI. You know, I love it. Our older yeah. generation is like, you need to click here. <laughs> okay, good. Now right. do it. <laughs> so, but the older generations who really like it, they go through, like, you know, even though it's painstaking for them, you know, they get a little frustrated. You can tell they really like it because they're, they're making an effort, which for them, it, it doesn't come naturally. I mean, computers weren't, uh, you know, they didn't grow up with computers. Nowadays, you know, um, I know all my nephews, they've known internet all their life. And, they, and they've known fast internet. Right. <laughs> they don't even know what dial-up is. I, I take them a picture of a modem and all the weird sounds it makes. You know, to establish connections. They could like, you have to do this all the time? Yes. <laughs> and if you log on to a website, you clicked on it, and you went and did something. <laughs> yep, and you yep. came back. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And you couldn't get on the phone while you were doing it either. Yeah. <laughs> People forget. Um, that's a that's an excellent segue. Uh, what do you two see as the biggest opportunities over the next kind of decade for assessment and appraisal more generally? Well, there's going to be a lot of uh, openings. A lot of the appraisal industry is yes. older folks. Uh, boomers are people. People are retiring. We go to conferences and we see a lot of white hair. I call it the right. sea of white. <laughs> <laughs> the sea of white. Amazing. If you, stand, if, you, if you get a seat in the back of a conference, yeah. white, 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 white. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities to, to come into the uh, to the business. A lot of people will be retiring in the next 
In fact, uh, I don't know if you know the institution IAAO. Absolutely, yeah. Assessment. Okay. They were on a big campaign now. Hire people under 40. <laughs> we need someone to replace. <laughs> it right. Big, it was a big move. So there will be a lot of job openings, opportunities. Now, they have to be patient, though, you know. Uh, like he said, you know, he has a more aged and refined staff, I should say, because they started probably residential and did so good, they went to commercial, which is a whole other world. Residential has, what, seven classifications? Commercial has, what, 150? 150 to 200. 200. Wow. Yes. and A lot to keep track of. It, it is. Commercial is just... Residential has 600 variables. Med commercial has 1,800. You know, it's another world. That's great. That, that's good. Money is there. Um, you do have to work your way up. You have to show you care. It's not something, uh, and you have to put you have to put in your time. But yes, uh, there will be a lot of job opportunity, and a lot of people, a lot of people will be lost. You know, there's going to be a lot of intelligent minds that are going to retire. And that's because uh, I still go up to call people from my past. Hey, you remember this building? Like, oh, yes, of course. You know, <laughs> have a wealth of information and little by little we start losing it. Right, but right. But we have people, little by little we start gaining it as well. <laughs> Definitely. That's good. That's really good. That's really good to hear. Um, I've got one last cl- question here to wrap it up uh, with y'all today. Uh, if you could give someone new to the industry one piece of advice uh, to someone coming in, what would it be? Why did you start? <laughs> be patient. Be patient. Soak up as much information as you can and have some thick skin. Because pe- people coming in or do not agree with their value because they have to pay taxes. We'll call you everything under the sun. But right. They're just venting. Just have some thick yes. skin and after a while, they'll, they'll just forget about it. <laughs> Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches, yes, definitely. That's great. Um, my advice, hmm. embrace change. It is very tough. In Texas, holding up the property tax code again. This is updated every two years. They change the You finally learn the rules. They change them again. We've had, uh, we used to have an old camera system. They changed it for us. Uh, GIS come in and change. So you can't be stuck with the normal, the status quo. If, I can t- if you can embrace change and just learn to accept and learn new software, you will be doing great because this is an ongoing, evolving, especially with technology. He was there. We went from uh, our all of our records were in eight by five index cards. Wow! So imagine that. We still had access <laughs> yes. to them because what they did, they put a simple solution in the system. They didn't put in all the variables. Him and I were part of the crew that okay. Now we have to draw in all the other stuff that wasn't filled in. Put in the sketch. Do this. Uh, change. It, it will change. Just try and keep on top of it. That's 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 great. Well, um. Both of you, uh, thanks you so much for taking the time today to come on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Um, if you know listeners have questions, if people new, new to the field have questions, do you mind if I direct them your way? No, no, of course. Uh, they want to reach out? Feel free. In my email, you'll have all my uh, 
my credentials, my names, I mean, my Definitely. telephone numbers, email, it's all there. You feel, please feel free. I'm a public servant, so I always give out everything. I don't hide anything. <laughs> like I said, you all, man, I wish I could have given you everything, but unfortunately, sales are confidential. I could not. That's right. That's give right. Give that over. But they are uh, I don't know if Herman told you, I gave you all of our canvases. <laughs> Love it. We're we really appreciate book. it. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, thanks again for coming on, and uh, can't wait to get this released. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Assessment Matters. Come back next week for another episode. You can check out our website to find show notes, videos, tr- transcripts, and more at valuebase.co slash podcast. <laughs>